record would like to acknowledge that right now we are broadcasting in the heart of Indigenous sovereignty and resistance in so-called Australia in Redfern, the stolen Gadigal land of the Eora Nation and we pay our respects to Elders past and present and extend that respect to any First Nations person listening in right now. Sovereignty was never ceded.
listening to uh, Dua Lipa here at the tail end of our 2020 uh, best of albums. We did a couple earlier on throughout December and we figured we'd end with a banger, an absolutely cherry glazed, sugar glazed <laughs> pop hit that is the Dua Lipa record. We've been recapping our favourite albums of the year and to be completely honest, this was one of them. We're just laying it all bare, all out on the cards. Um, I think this was the year that really a lot of people shed any uh, guilty pleasuredness attitudes they may have had towards pop music, and that's why we have put Future Nostalgia as one of For The Record's favourites of the year. If you're listening for the first time, we're an album show that happens every week, Wednesday from midday to one. So it's a pleasure to be hanging out with you and we hope you stick around and help us unpack this record top to bottom. We're going to play it in full, playing a couple old duo faves as well. So don't go anywhere. Now, you mentioned guilty pleasures and I'm going to reiterate something I've been saying a couple times <laughs> throughout the course of the year uh, on FBI. There are no guilty pleasures, just good music and I think that an album like this even though it's you know definitely more in the poppier sphere I feel like that's safe to say um, it's a banger it's a hit it's really really well written and masterfully executed that I think that even if you don't like pop music you can listen to it as a music lover and appreciate exactly how well written and laboured over this kind of sound is Totally, and I think this record has been a long time in the making, a long time coming. Um, Dua Lipa is an artist who got her start online by posting covers on YouTube before slowly but surely getting discovered, getting signed to Warner Records, getting ready to put out a debut record that took a long, long time, lots of delays, and it ended up eventually coming out three years ago, a self-titled debut. You might remember tracks like Be The One, um, which we're going to play a little shortly just to go down memory lane for a moment. And then you have this record, the follow-up, the second uh, studio album, the sophomore record. There's a bit of lore about the sophomore record being a little bit harder than the first, but this album I don't think is like that sonically and even in the way that it's been received, culturally speaking, it's surpassed all of those naysayers or any potential doubts um it was originally leaked and then released a week early and in the thick of uh lockdown which is i think is also very commendable of an artist of her caliber to do in all of that uncertainty when i think still a lot of people are holding on to records or singles that they were planning to put out in 2020 she decided to still do it anyway. And especially a record like this that is so indebted to partying dance floors when clubs are closed. She invited people to turn their homes into clubs. Yeah, and I think an album like this is is really, really amazing to me because I think like her, her debut record, while it was good and it was it was like a nice listen, this to me is like almost like a re-announcing herself. It's, she is really, really putting up her hand to be one of the absolute top-tier pop stars that we have in current music. And I, I think that an album with so many uh, earworms uh, like this really just kind of can't go ignored. And, I mean, obviously it hasn't. It's a, a worldwide smash. But there's so, so much more when you dig a little bit under 
under these tracks and and look at how they were kind of constructed. Yeah, and I think it also did send that message to a lot of other people who make music, whether you in this pop realm or not. It did. It was one of those first albums back in March. If you can remember all the way back then, that was being being released. Like it was, it was major. It was huge. She still went through with it and put it out. Um, and it sent that message to other people that although clubs might not be open or if you're writing big, heavy dance numbers, doesn't mean people aren't going to listen to them. They're just going to be listening to this music in a totally different context. And I think that's what makes part part of the reason why this album is. I think so special or one of those special records this year but could only have really happened um I think following the in-between time of her self-titled debut and the lead up to this record she's sort of in this limbo period doing a few collabs here and there and it wasn't until she'd really worked with uh Martin Garrix or with Calvin Harris and started dallying in the uh in the house music lane that mm. it really sparked something like this record. Yeah, and we're going to listen to a couple tracks off her first album, just to give you a little bit of context into how Julie started and where her sound has kind of progressed into now. This track is called Be The One, of her self-titled debut album. You're on FBI. Give us a text on 0409-945-945. What's your favourite duo track? If you've got a favourite on Future Nostalgia... We're keen to hear from you. I see the moon, I see the moon, I see the moon. Oh, when you're looking at the sun. Not a fool, not a fool, not a fool. No, you're not fooling anyone.
Definitely one of my favourites off the record. Don't Start Now is the name of that one. Up before that one, One Kiss. And then before that one, Be The One. We're listening to Dua Lipa. A couple of throwbacks in there. And that one right there off the second record that came out maybe about halfway through this year. During the middle of lockdown was definitely a nice little uh, mood booster, I think, to say the least. And a song that has been doing the rounds on TikTok for a long, long time um, it's one of the most played songs on the app and on the record and with good reason because it's a banger. If you just tuned in, you're in for the record. My name is Maya Billick and I'm joined by Dan Gordon and we are unpacking Future Nostalgia, the second studio album by Dua Lipa. It's lots of pop funk. It's very Kylie Minogue-esque. But I think what's the most impressive part about this record is although it rides quite heavily on nostalgia and revivalism, it does so without pastiche, without cheese, and it sounds very much like pop of the, of the present, like it could slot in, and it does on the charts as its own thing. Yeah, and I think the other really impressive thing about this album, specifically when, you, when you're stacking it next to something like the debut record uh, by her, is just how much more focused this album seems. Totally. And it, it's more self-aware, more has more confidence in itself and really, really has a sense of purpose. You know, it rides that disco train 
really really hard but like you said it doesn't do it um in a kind of you know gross uh kind of way yeah also her voice just has totally she's really literally found herself i think a little more than where she was as a younger woman on her debut record you can feel that she has more control she's able to really harness that like prowly growly feeling within it and that's not to say that she wasn't capable before but you could tell she's really able to work her voice in i think ways she wasn't able to previously yeah i also don't think this album um while it is a you know a serious record it it they've obviously put a lot of work into it it doesn't take itself too seriously and i think that is a really really important aspect of this album it it kind of lets its hair down you know for 40 45 minutes and and lets you have a little bit of fun yeah lyrically there's not anything deeper going on than finding love on the dance floor having a little bit of extra fun with someone and it really does ride on the love of 80s pop 90s club culture that four on the floor euphoria you find and like the release of being able to just set yourself free and she does so sonically in in it really pitter patters across the whole the whole album you know there's a song there that's reminiscent of Gloria Gaynor um Gloria Gaynor, but also even I Feel Love by Donna Summer. There's an In Excess sample in there. The synth lines are quite princey. She's accumulated all of these influences and reinvented the wheel, not entirely, but only slightly, and maybe given them or, or taken them all through a 2020-2019 lens. Maybe the hardest where it might fall for me personally is on physical uh, maybe it rides that Olivia Newton-John line that little bit too hard. It's got a Madonna sample of Hung Up in there. It's still a banger. Yeah, I, I kind of just see this album as giving pop music a new coat of paint. You know, like yeah. it's 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 not doing anything too crazy. It doesn't. Not everything has to be this overblown, overzealous concept album. It is what it is, and it does what it is trying to do really, really, really well. And sometimes I think that's enough, you know? Like, she's, she's just just um, made that her sound of pop music her own to the point where it's interesting enough to differentiate itself from all the other things that are on the charts at the moment. Um, but it still stays true to where pop music's at at the moment. I think finding that balance, while it might sound easy, is actually really, really, really difficult. So I think totally. she's done such a good job there. Totally. I think also um, in the Pitchfork review, I can't believe I'm saying this, but it, I think it put it best in the way that it says that Future Nostalgia sounds like three Madonna eras at once and like Giorgio Marauder was making Bloghouse. Yeah. She just has this confidence to her, which makes the whole thing really believable, you know? And it's not overzealous bravado either. And I think that combined with then completely remixing the whole record after the fact and tapping all of those older school DJs and house producers to play a part in remixing, as well as having some fun with like older school 2000s, 90s collaborators, including Gwen Stefani, Missy Elliott, um, mm. even Madonna, Jimmy Rakuai, to someone like Mark Ronson, Yeji, and then on the other end of the spectrum moody man um the masters at work jada g horsemeat disco everyone on there 
to make all of that again not sound uh, contrived. Although some of those relationships may have been manufactured, it doesn't sound forced, it doesn't sound fake, it doesn't sound cheesy. Mm. If you've just tuned in, you are listening to For The Record, where we're talking about Dua Lipa and her record Future Nostalgia, one of our favourites of the year, in fact the last favourite of the year as we're starting a new one in a couple of days, but we wanted to quickly get this one out to you as our last top album that we've been listening to. If you want to get in touch, 0409-945-945 is the spot to do so. We'd love to hear you, love to think we love to think hear what you think of Dua Lipa. <laughs> Got a little bit tongue tied there. We're gonna jump into a couple more tracks off the record. This one right here, it's called Cool.
Your kiss is cold. 
Dua Lipa with Pretty Please right there, following levitating, physical and cool, four tracks from her second record, Future Nostalgia, which we've been unpacking here on For The Record with me, Maya Billick and Dan Gordon. couple of heavy hitters in there. Massive, massive tunes, especially that last one. Huge bop, if I do say so myself. We love a little bit of cowbell uh, here on For The Record. It's been the best fun, really, to be able to go through this record, particularly because I think this album, from start to finish, is full of charisma. You've, I think we've seen Dua Lipa find herself on this record. She's taken the time to grow up, um, and it's not only a claim of hers for self-determination and finding herself, but also a claim of hers as Dua Lipa, the artist for modern classic status. Yeah, and I think this is definitely one of those records that is going to inevitably shape where pop music goes, you know, in the next two, three, four years. It's definitely had that kind of influence over the music industry, and I think people that are starting to make music will probably want to sound a little bit like Dua Lipa, and I feel like, hey, that's, that's a good place to start, you know? Totally. I mean, this record is proud, flawless... Uh, the bravado is just at the right amount so it doesn't rain on bragging. You see a confident young woman um, moving across this album and I think it's going to really successfully, in my opinion at least, cement her status as an upcoming... um, Definitely cements her status as a pop star and as a British pop star but also as a future pop visionary. Yeah, I was about to say upcoming. She's definitely not <laughs> upcoming. She's already here 100%. Well, it's fully cemented now, but a big shout-out uh, going out to Percy, who's a big fan of One Kiss, the Calvin Harris track featuring Dua Lipa. Thanks so much for listening, Percy. We're going to dip into the tail end of the record now. Here on For The Record on FBI 94.5. There are a couple tracks coming up, including this absolute bop. I think you know this bass line. It's Hallucinate.
FBI 94.5 
I was doing better 
after banger right here on for the record on fbi radio a little bit of break my heart by Dua Lipa here following love again and hallucinate massive little in excess vibe right there massive it's a huge in excess vibe <laughs> it's time for us to jet and make some way for kiki amber burr on lunch she's going to be taking care of you this next song has a language warning you can listen back to the full show at fbiradio.com slash programs just click on for the record you can also listen back wherever you get your podcast from if you want to get in touch for the record at fbi radio is the spot to do so or you can hit us up on instagram for the record fm is our handle we're leaving you with good in bed and boys will be boys we're hoping you turn it up loud, get up and just have a little dance to yourself. This is the time for it. It's Gooch Week. <laughs> you can get away with it. And from us at For The Record, wishing you a very happy and very safe New Year. We'll see you soon. See you in 2021.
walk home before the sun goes down And put your keys between your knuckles when there's boys around Isn't it funny how we laugh it off to hide our fear When there's nothing funny here Sick intuition that they taught us so we won't freak out We hide our figures doing anything to shut their mouths We smile away to ease the tension so it don't go south But there's nothing funny now Sarcasm in case you needed it mansplained I should have stuck to ballet Boys will be women.